Hello and welcome to another MLB edition of the DFS Today podcast, which is brought to you by Sports Ethos. My name is Joe Arico and I host the Fantasy MLB Today show also for the Sports Ethos platform. And now with the NBA winding down for the year, we're going to be looking at giving you more and more MLB shows on this channel to keep your brains in the DFS mode during what is more or less the DFS offseason. There's pretty much just baseball Uh, Other parts of the year, you have football, basketball, hockey all going on at the same time. And we're entering into months now where there will just be baseball. So hopefully we get some of you basketball listeners to jump into some DFS categories on the baseball side. Keep your brains in that DFS mode. Now, we will be talking about the Yahoo platform, and there are two reasons for it. Now, the one main reason is that I live in Ontario, and that's the only platform that I am available to see and use now um, with new laws coming into effect last month in terms of gambling in Ontario There is no longer DraftKings and FanDuel for me uh, to play DFS contests with. Now, they let me use their sports books for other stuff, but uh, can't use DFS. They don't allow DFS. So, for whatever reason, uh, we are stuck with Yahoo. And that's all right with me because I do like the Yahoo platform. I think it's under-talked about. Pretty much everybody, when they're talking about DFS stuff, they only get into DraftKings and they get into FanDuel. And Yahoo kind of gets left behind, even though you look every night at the contests and the amount of people that enter contests on Yahoo, and there are quite a few of them. There are there are always thousands of people playing DFS baseball on Yahoo. So we'll be covering that, um, that platform going forward here for the reasons I mentioned. I'd like to be able to talk about DraftKings and FanDuel as well, but there are tons of shows that cover those platforms. There's not really many that go over Yahoo. So Without further ado, let's talk about some of today's preferred options. Now, in the early days of the show, I gave you guys some lineups that I was using, and I can't do that up until I can't actually give out my own personal lineup, a set lineup. So I'm going to be talking about guys who I like based on matchups, ballpark factors, opposing lineups, what have you. So in terms of pitching today, we are looking at a very fairly top-heavy day in terms of the arms. Uh, The ones that are fairly cheaply priced today are not going to be really interesting. So let's start at the top. Let's start with the most expensive pitcher of the day, who is probably the preferred target uh, in terms of in terms of pitchers here, is Shane McClanahan. He is $48 going up against the Seattle Mariners on the road, and a huge portion of his fantasy value comes from his strikeouts. The strikeouts are very valuable on any DFS platform, but specifically here, he is able to give you usually eight, seven, eight, in that range, strikeouts pushing up towards 10 sometimes, and each of those gives you two points for Yahoo. So he's definitely somebody who is very intriguing going up against not a great team here in the Mariners. $48 is obviously a little bit expensive, but he has not gone less than five innings in any of his last three starts. His first couple starts of the year, it was more about getting his feet wet, uh, if you will, for the season. And he went four and a third and four and two thirds. And now in these last three outings, he's gone six innings, seven innings, and five innings, striking out nine, seven, and 11, and returning 30, 29, and 25 fantasy points. Very solid numbers from McClanahan. He is a massive power pitcher with huge strikeout numbers. And strikeouts are really what do it for you here on the DFS side. Even if you have a guy like, look at uh, Adam Wainwright, for example, had a really strong day yesterday. And it was a fantastic outing. Now, he didn't strike out many batters, and for that reason, he gave you still 28 fantasy points. But because of the low strikeouts, you know, you'd figure a seven-inning, one-hit game would give you quite a bit more than that. 
the two strikeouts really holds you back. So despite the fact that he had a great outing, you're not looking at a terribly high fantasy number because of the lack of strikeouts. So when you are choosing these lineups, this is not just for today, this is advice going forward, general wisdom, you need to look for strikeout pitchers. Typically guys with high strikeout rates and low walks are going to be the most advantageous to use here on the DFS side. And any format, really, any kind of fantasy format, you want to be looking for those kind of things. But specifically here where there's very little room for error, especially on the pitching side, and especially on tonight where there's only a 10-game slate, or 10 games for the entire day, and we're just going to be looking at 7 o'clock slate because that's really when the main slate starts tonight. There are a few games sprinkled throughout the day. But we're looking at the 7 o'clock slate, and there's really not a ton of great options here in terms of power strikeout potential. We spent a lot of time with McClanahan. Let's move on to the second most expensive pitcher, the one who will be his counterpart tonight, who is Robbie Ray. Now, Robbie Ray has definitely not captured that form he had last year in Toronto to this point. Now, he has gone at least five innings in every start, and most of them have been all right. He only eclipsed three earned runs on one occasion. He has been all right, and that is, that's the operative word here. He's been okay, right? He's not really been a $45 pitcher to this point in the season. This is the first time that he's gone below $50. Every previous matchup, 50, 53, 51, 54, 52. So you are getting him a little bit cheaper here. So maybe that will lead some people to want to use him in their lineups. I'm probably going to be staying away from Robbie Ray, despite, you know, he does have potential for high strikeout numbers. And I think actually, he I could be wrong about this, but for sure at last at some point last year, it was true that he had the highest strikeouts per nine innings in the history of Major League Baseball. And it sounds like an absurd fake number. It sounds like not a real stat, but Robbie Ray strikes out that many guys, or at least he did last year. Uh, and in the years prior. Now, this year, his strikeouts per nine inning is down to 7.71, which is very unimpressive. He has not really had his form that he had last year in Toronto, and he'll be going up against a fairly tough Tampa team. They haven't been great this year, but that team has a lot of potential in their lineup to explode on any given night. So the the Rays, Robbie Ray against the Rays is not really going to be a preferred option for me tonight. Going down the line here, Jesus Lazardo is an interesting option against San Diego. It's a little bit risky, uh, especially with these last couple of outings not being as great as the first couple were. He's been pretty good. He's been pretty good, don't get me wrong, but some high walk numbers uh, have kind of hindered him a little bit, specifically in the Atlanta start where he walked four. Still got the victory there. And overall, uh, it sounds like I'm kind of picking on him here, but he has been very good so far to the season. I'm just not totally convinced that this is a great matchup on the road here against San Diego. Uh, A lot of right-handed bats in that lineup, and I'm not really confident that Luzardo is going to be able to have a lot of swing and miss there, which is something that he kind of needs in order to be successful, is to have a lot of swing and miss. And those that early start, especially that first start of the season, uh, he was thriving off of high strikeout numbers. If he doesn't have that going for him, then... it's not going to be great. And yes, there are, I just said they're a right-handed, fairly right-handed hitting lineup. There are lefties mixed in there as well. I just expect more of them will probably get a day off today um, with him going. So you might not see Jake Cronenworth. You might not see Trent Grisham. Uh, So you might see a bit more of a right-handed skewed lineup than you typically would in San Diego. I'm not really going to be looking at Lazardo here. He's an all right option, but for the price, I think you can do a bit better. Let's talk about uh, a discount option here who I think is actually a really good play tonight. That's Chris Archer. So he's had actually a really good start to his season. He hasn't gone more than four innings, but now that he's worked up, he pitched uh, season-high 79 pitches his last time out. So you have to figure he'll be in the 85 to 90 range this time. 
Yes, he has not gone deep in games, and yes, he hasn't struck out a ton of batters, but for the price of $33 going into a great matchup here against Baltimore, and one added thing as well is that Baltimore had a crazy offensive explosion yesterday against Dylan Bundy. The odds of them doing that two days in a row are very low. They are very, very low-powered offensive team. Yes, they have Mullins and Mountcastle and Austin Hayes, and they have some good bats in that lineup, but the, they're not great. And the odds of them doing it two days in a row for me are very slim, slim to none. So I would be fine with using Chris Archer here, especially for the $33 price. It really gives you a lot more uh, options in terms of setting your lineups, in terms of using higher value players, uh, higher value position players anyway, down your lineup. So at $33 here, really tempting play for Chris Archer. I will almost guarantee he's going to go five innings and get to victory tonight. And that on on its own, five innings and a victory here, Mix it a few strikeouts, that would absolutely justify a $33 salary. So I really like him at this price. Uh, let me talk about someone in particular, one guy in particular, because there's not really many bad options on the slate tonight. There's a lot of very decent pitching options, middle-of-the-pack guys, uh, guys I haven't talked about like Logan Webb, Miles Mikolas. There are decent options here who aren't really going to hurt you probably. I just, I would rather, if I was choosing myself, I'd probably go McClanahan and Archer. I think that's a good combo of... A high price guy, the highest price guy, and one of the lower price guys to kind of average out and not be using up too much of your budget on just your pitchers. You want to leave a decent amount of money to set your position players with, obviously. Sometimes there are different strategies, obviously. Sometimes you can go with the two highest price pitchers. You know, you might go with one night a Max Scherzer and a Corbin Burns, and then you're kind of just left with 80 bucks to fill out your lineup with, and you don't have a lot really that you can do with that. I prefer an option of one higher price pitcher, one lower price pitcher. They kind of balance themselves out, and that way you can still set a pretty solid lineup for yourself. So I think with a McClanahan-Archer combo tonight, you can really set yourself up for a good amount of success here. Not too expensive between them, $81 between them, so you're averaging about $40 a pitcher. Now, for that price, you could also go and get Logan Webb and Miles Mikolas. I'm not really going to be going that route. I don't like the matchup there as much the St. Louis and San Francisco matchups there's really like I said there's 10 games all day and three or four of them start during the day so you're really looking at about six games worth of pitchers here to choose from and it's not flush with options really so a lot of middle of the pack guys like I said there's not a lot of high end options a lot of decent okay guys but I would say McClanahan is your best bet and if you pair him with Archer you still have a lot of money uh, to set your lineup with there's one team I'm going to be targeting in particular tonight, and it might be unfair, but I'm going to be going after Spencer Watkins here against Minnesota. Now, he has been actually pretty good this year, Spencer Watkins. He's gone usually about five innings. He's gone five, five, and four and two-thirds his last three times out, and he's only combined for four earned runs total. Now, Spencer Watkins does not strike out a lot of batters. He is... he's. Not a bad pitcher, right? He's he's not terrible, but he's not somebody that I have a lot of faith in, especially just, you know, he's made it to the major leagues at 28 years old. Didn't have a lot of success last year at all. And yes, he's had a few good outings this year to begin the year. With all that being said, I'm going to be stacking a lot of Minnesota Twins tonight in order to take advantage of him because I don't think he will do particularly, oh, excuse me, I don't think he'll do particularly well here in this matchup. So I'm going to be targeting guys like 
Gary Sanchez, like Jorge Polanco, like Correa and Buxton. It might be a little bit unfair, and he is the cheapest pitcher on the slate. So there is a part of me that likes to go after those cheap, cheap options. And it's a it's not a good matchup for him. He's pitching for, yes, and it doesn't really matter so much on the daily side, but he's not pitching for a good team. So the odds of him getting a win, fairly low here. He's obviously not a play on the pitching side. I'm just looking at the hitting side. The odds of them winning this game are very low. Minnesota, in terms of the betting right now, is favored by a run and a half, which is fairly fairly standard. The over-under for this game is the highest one of, uh, of the evening slate. It's not the highest of the day, but it's the highest of the evening slate. It's set at eight and a half. And I see that going over with the help of the Twins offense here. I don't have a lot of faith in the Orioles pitching as a whole. There are a couple of guys like Zimmerman who are decent plays uh, given the matchup. But here with Spencer Watkins, I feel like uh, it's a ticking time bomb. He was really poor last year. He's been pretty good this year so far, but he's facing up against a tough Minnesota team that has been pretty solid as of late. I know they lost yesterday to the Orioles, but I expect them to get back on track here. The last few victories, they've scored nine runs, nine runs. They did have a 2-1 victory and then seven runs. So they are fairly prolific offense to this point of the season. I feel pretty good about using them here. So I'm going to be stacking a lot of twins in my own lineups, and I would recommend you guys do the same. That's going to do it for us here, guys. Uh, really appreciate everybody who's tuned into the show so far. Hit me up on Twitter at JoeOrico99. That's J-O-E-O-R-R-I-C-O-99. Give me a follow there. Send me a DM or tweet right at me. Anything you want to know about DFS questions or whatever baseball, fantasy baseball questions, if you have any comments, questions, concerns about the show, then DMs are always open over there. So please hit me up. I'd like to give you guys a product that you guys are enjoying, that you guys like. So any feedback would really help me to improve uh, on the product that we're putting out for you guys. So thank you for tuning in, and we will see you again tomorrow. We'll take a look at a more busy Friday night slate. Cheers, everybody.